Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hi there, I'm Pastor Bob Wilk. This is Apostle Les Bowling, our wonderful guest today, and Liz Jones. Hello. Uh, yeah, and we have a really special time with Apostle here, and we uh, want to invite you into his life and what he's doing in life and just uh, go for this here. And we were having way too much fun before we started this. Mm-hmm. These guys have got me laughing. And we'll just continue. We'll just continue it's to good. laugh. You know, serving God's a good thing. It's a, it it's It's wonderful in God, actually. And so uh, we just want to... Continue. So, Liz, why don't you start it off? Okay. Well, we are so excited to have you uh, here with us and your beautiful wife. And um, just to be able to, you've already poured so much into our church. We really appreciate that. Um, But it's so great for our audience to be able to just spend a little time with you. And maybe just to kick things off, you can just kind of tell us where you're from and what a little bit about what you're doing. Okay. Well, it's a joy to be here at uh, Word of Life. You're on the mountain in Miwok. Yes. I called it Living Word yesterday. Uh, but we like, uh, we like that too. Word of life. We're good with that. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we pastor a church in, uh, on the east side of Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, been going 25 years. We planned it 25 years ago. We have a, uh, an apostolic network that we provide covering for uh, the point people of organizations, mostly senior pastors, some itinerant folks, some um, short-term missionaries, some leaders of parachurch organizations and and like. So we've been doing that officially probably about 22 years. Um, We have a Bible school called Gospel and the Preacher, and uh, uh, we have three tracks with that. And the essence of it is what is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, so we try to define that. Uh, it's not the gospel of the theologian, but the gospel of the preacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You teach doctrine, yeah. but you preach the gospel. Yeah. So uh, just kind of trying to, you know, uh, what is it theologically? And Book of Romans is our text. And so we do that. We've been doing that uh, 20 years. Um, wow. uh, my wife, Sheila, uh, is in there and is is committed, if not more so, than building the church, doing it together. And uh, so she has a lot of administrative capacities. And then she, a uh, women's ministry called Gritty Women of God. <laughs> I love that. And, uh, <laughs> and we're out here in, uh, at Word of Life in Miwok, uh, partnering with our friends and trying to do what we can do uh, while we can do it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Apostle, so. Les, you, oh, did you mention the name of your church? Because if there's people listening and in your area, we want them to go to your place. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eagle Rock Church. Eagle Rock Church, uh, 6810 Black Lake Eastern Road <laughs> in Pickerington, Ohio, 43147. Nice. So, <laughs> that's good. So, so uh, you know, that, that's where we're at. And uh, so... Anyways, we started the church here 25 years ago. That's wonderful. Yeah, but That's our wonderful. origins are Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky. Uh, wow. But uh, we've been in Ohio for most of it, mm-hmm. most yeah. of the journey. So, um, or a good part of it. So, but uh, we're just glad to be here with you all, oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciate this ministry and Word of Life is just like one of those special 
hidden in the cleft of the rock that I said, oh, Lord, do we? is there more like these out here? <laughs> and so uh, um, anyways, it's a joy to be with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. Um, can you tell us, I know you're also involved in um, international ministry. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little a bit about that? Uh, yes. Um, uh, I'm part of this one organization called uh, ICAL, International Coalition of Apostolic Leaders. And uh, uh, so that is... a uh, uh, very international, but then we do a lot of international travel. Um, former Soviet Union, uh, a lot. Um, uh, South Central America, um, in the in Asia, Singapore, Malaysia, mm. Indonesia, China. We had a base in Central China for six years in the Hunan Province. Uh, we had uh, eighteen people living there. Uh, Wow. Uh, uh, but uh, we had to bring them home. Things got a little too aggressive. Mm. Uh, and uh, so uh, a lot in Africa. Actually, I'm going back to Africa this year, um, uh, day after Thanksgiving. So, uh, and just kind of all over. And just, and we do different things like uh, pastors' conferences. We go to Cuba. Uh, we have somebody in our network that is, you know, lives in Cuba. So we do pastors' conferences there. We just, uh, it's more of a leadership type thing. Okay. Uh, Wonderful. And then um, we partner with uh, ministries to uh, uh, also humanitarian uh, efforts uh, as well, especially if a disaster has come through, like hurricanes and yeah. uh, in the islands and, uh, you know, just different scenarios. So we, uh, we just, you know, try to help them in a humanitarian way, leadership type way. Uh, do a lot of guest teaching at Bible Bible colleges, Bible schools uh, abroad, and then just get in there and and try to help the local church. I'm a local church guy. At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. that is that's my root system, and that's what I am yeah. and what I'll always be. So try to get in there and help them. Wonderful. So, so it sounds yeah. like you don't get out much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only when down. Sheila lets me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll try yeah. to get you out on the road a little more. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm always wow. uh, my, I'm always in a search for energy. All right. So uh, uh, yeah, my energy is not increased, but we're we're I've adjusted my pace, but we're still able to keep doing it at this point. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. That's yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So a lot of what we um, we talk about on our podcast has to do with discipleship and a lot of things kind of surrounding that, actually walking that out, what it really looks like. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could just tell us um, when when we talk about discipleship, what that means to you, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of how you actually implement that with people that you're training, pouring into, that kind of thing. Well, uh, I guess maybe basic the basic essence of it is you know, a child of God is born, a disciple is made. Yeah. All right. So, uh, um, so discipleship is a process of following Christ, becoming more Christ-like, uh, growing, maturing. Um, I guess you would say in all areas of life. Uh, uh, they say statistically, uh, according to Barna research. Mm-hmm. Statistics. He's kind of our statistician in the body of Christ. Right. That usually a Christian, somebody gets born again, only grows as a believer for the first three years, and then plateaus the rest of the journey. Wow. wow. Uh, so that could 
be challenged, I think, but uh, he may not be real far off the uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the mark in, in some respects. Of course, only God knows at the end of right. the day. But I would say that uh, maturity is something that is uh, is necessary and needed in this day yeah. uh, to produce a more stable, uh, consistent, faithful, um, for the long haul journey type of believer. There's uh, there's five different Greek words that uh, in the New Testament that describe different levels of of uh, maturity. Uh, mm-hmm. The First one would be paideon, or uh, no, nep- nepios, which means baby, and mm-hmm. it literally means no speech. Mm-hmm. All right? So, okay. you know, a baby yeah. makes a lot of noise, uh, uh, but really not saying anything. Okay. All right? So <laughs> uh, uh, then, so that'd be like kind of the infant stage, just yeah. getting born. So yeah. then paideon would be a little bit more of the uh, adolescent stage and, uh, you know, growing, trying to... Mm-hmm find their traction, mm-hmm. more in a position of still learning and receiving, not as much doing. Uh, but then there is the level of uh, technon. Technon is kind of what, de- what would describe the teenage mm-hmm. area, which is probably the most dangerous mm-hmm. uh, part of the journey uh, if, if they get stuck in that and go, don't go through it mm-hmm. because a, a technon can... Um, they can have the ability to produce a child, but not the maturity to raise a child. Oh boy! And so that is kind of you know transitional years for yeah. for, for mm-hmm. just on a human level, and you know everything's waking up and everything, and they start to think their own thoughts and mm-hmm. <laughs> have their own ideas. So uh, submission is a challenge, um, but. Uh, uh, but then to move from that to to the next one, which is weos, which is uh, uh, describes a mature son. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would have when it, in Galatians uh, chapter four, it talks about um, um, as long as a son uh, is a child, mm-hmm. uh, nepios, he is no different than a slave. Sorry. Uh, but when the fullness of time mm-hmm. came, God sent forth his son, made of a woman. So that word son there is weos, mm-hmm. the appointing and the commissioning, the placing of a son. So it's kind of like the bar mitzvah yeah. type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It gets to a, a certain point where they, they begin to uh, uh, say, the father says, okay, amen, you're not just a son, but you're an heir uh, of this household is everything here is as yours as well as it is mine. And you're mature. You can handle it. You're a person of responsibility, uh, which is the idea mm-hmm. uh, of it. So, and then the last one is patir, which means father, right. basically mm-hmm. is another level of church. So I think that going through those levels of maturity, yeah. I don't think you ever arrive uh, uh, that you... I'm fully mature. Uh, so I think on this side of eternity, God is always working in areas of our life. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is to continue the journey and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. You know, I, I have, that just triggered a question that I probably have never asked anybody. But <laughs> you as an apostle, um, do you find yourself discipling? You mentioned you're in leadership, you know, a lot of leaders and stuff. Do you find yourself discipling leaders? 
Uh, yeah, some level. Yeah, I, I do. I, I spend a lot of uh, time with uh, leaders, but I also, um, of course, you know, I'm, I'm still a pastor. I still right. like getting involved with either leading somebody to faith in Christ, very good, or meeting them at their point of getting mm -hmm. born again mm -hmm. and walking with them at a grassroots level. I just Wonderful. think that's healthy uh, because if you're only in leadership circles and that's you only do that, right. you forget what it was like for people just beginning their journey. Mm -hmm. And so I like getting in yeah, there. This excellent. is, okay, This how do you pray? Well, <laughs> you know, you, this is how you talk to God and this is where the New Testament is, yeah. you know, right after Malachi. Uh, so uh, hitting things on a basic level. Yeah, and so I like I like doing that is as well, and it helps keep you grounded. Yes, but then in leaders, uh, uh, with leaders, leadership, people, that's that's really important that they uh, uh, that 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 they grow. I think it's in Acts twenty. Paul said to the elders at Ephesus, he said, "Take heed unto yourselves, then the flock of God." Mm -hmm. Our most important spiritual responsibility is mm -hmm. ourselves, right? Because yeah. if I ain't on higher ground, how can I lift anybody else right. higher? Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's, um, you know, I try to encourage lead leaders attend to your spiritual life, to your personal growth, not just in leadership mm -hmm. capacity, but in your relationship with the Lord Yeah, and in your character, mm -hmm. fruit of the spirit, you know, it's, it's just good to have checks, yeah. uh, uh, and balances and, uh, and nobody's beyond that, yeah. you know, so growing in your leadership capacity you know, are we still growing in fruit of the Spirit? Are we nicer today than we was yesterday? <laughs> or are we meaner today than we was yesterday? All right. So uh, uh, somebody needs to check the oil with that. So, uh, and, and, and growing in some fruit. <laughs> so it's uh, after you get doing this for a while, it's, it's, it's easy to think that, you know, you'd be on some of that That's stuff, right. but you ain't. And right. uh, so if if any leader falls off the rails, goes off the cliff, it is almost never because of outward things or the lack of gifting go. or the lack mm -hmm. of anointing mm -hmm. or the lack of capacity. It always has to do with internal yeah. disconnection in the relationship with God. Yeah and character issues that they've not been mindful of, mm -hmm. and things begin to spiral that way. So yeah. uh, that's that's the seminar on that question. Oh, so that's that's great. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. to me, that really uh, demonstrates uh, what I believe a, a true apostle is, especially in discipleship, because it, you bring the fathering aspect to to discipleship. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's the critical aspect. And I loved when you said nobody is beyond... Uh, you know, accountability, mm -hmm. uh, being taught, you know, uh, and instructed at some level because you get too old to uh, learn, then you've gotten too old. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a difference between growing old in the Lord and growing up in Him. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yes. <laughs> so just growing old in the Lord, just That's you just it. log time, you yeah. know. Right. But yes. to grow up in Him is right. requires a little intentionality. Yes. And so, uh, you know, apostolic ministry really is foundations. Yes. I, I'm a foundations guy. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, it's, it's, it's making sure the foundation is solid. Yeah. It's not some kind of a super bishop type position and mm -hmm. 
how great thou art. There ain't nobody great but God right. at the end of the day. <laughs> right. But Ephesians 2 says this, the church is built uh, on the foundation mm-hmm. of apostles and prophets with Christ as a cornerstone. I'm glad he put that in there. Yeah. All right. So and it's not who you're over, but it's who you're under Yes. Oh, and wow. supporting yeah. and holding up. So the foundation is what people stand on. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, well, it sounds essence. like you've been involved in some of our <laughs> some of our discussions, our previous discussions in yeah. our podcast. Because <laughs> it's like I love yes, it because we share that same it. heart. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. I think that a lot of times, um, and we believe in giving honor to whom honor you know of is course. due. Yeah, I understand uh, but that. We believe in the church. Sometimes it's raised up people and and put them in the place of the cornerstone, if you will, or the, you know this that place of you know, higher than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And nope, they don't respond to anyone else. They're not accountable to anybody else. And in reality, and we've used that same thing. I love that is that the, it was built on the foundation of the apostles mm-hmm. and prophets. That's the undergirding. That's, yeah. uh, that's what's really critical to us. You know, at the end of the day, uh, man has made to worship, but not be worshiped. Mm. Yeah. And time that, there, it's a, usually a slow, subtle thing, but right. people get into personality worship. Mm-hmm. Things really begun to go south because uh, only God can handle yeah. the worship or should be worshiped. Right. But when a, when a man starts to receive mm-hmm. that, there's something that like short circuits in them. Mm-hmm. Right. They become like really strange, really weird. Yeah. And because a man is not made to handle that, yeah. uh, that, that is reserved for God alone yes. so it's important to keep that we can honor people but worship god absolutely yeah. or yeah. we turn them into an idol turn them that's into a real idol. problem <laughs> or set them up in a place that they can that they're not that they can't walk out yeah. well, only god is god at right. the end of the day well i think you set them up for a fall yeah, you actually do. is you what do. really happens you know uh but at some point that leader lets himself be set up mm-hmm because you know pride. maybe ego issues, pride, <laughs> yeah, whatever, <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, one uh, early uh, mentor of mine he said, "Don't get excited at the cheers, and don't get discouraged at the jeers, <laughs> because you're gonna get both." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just keep going yeah. straight on, walking with Christ, and uh, don't don't allow that to to land in in your heart otherwise uh they'll affect you in a negative way but that's excellent i'm curious if um you know like america is very into the celebrity celebrity worship Mm -hmm. is that and obviously that's translated into the church is that do you see that more prominently in america or is that just a human a human thing worldwide uh i think it's it's maybe a little bit more uh obvious in America, of course, this is the nation I live. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's a human problem, mm-hmm. and in some places I have seen it. Uh, I won't mention the nations, uh, <laughs> but uh, it can really go to seed, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty quick. And uh, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, but it's not. I was in this these meetings. Uh, in another nation, and they called it, and this was years ago, called the Meetings of the Apostles. And I thought, okay. Um, so I was a speaker, a guy from uh, Africa was one, and then several others. And then it came time for this one guy to, to speak. 
And so we went up on the pulpit, had, had uh, a big robe on. That that was their culture, so that's right. I'm, not, I'm not killing the robe. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> but there was a lady that followed them that had a nurse's outfit on, mm-hmm. like had a hat. I mean, the shoes, the complete nurse outfit, old school nurse outfit, mm-hmm. and had gloves on. And so I, and, uh, so I said to the person next to me i said why the nurse is he sick or something and he said no just just watch it, <laughs> just watch and, it. And so, and so, so he come up there and so she had this like this uh, little uh, tray and uh had a towel over her arm and then just got up there and set the tray down and had drinks on it and then took his bible and to the pulpit and opened it up and then took her towel and Locked the uh, sweat off his forehead, and then stood behind him, and and that and it went south from there. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I see what this is, and um, and um, wow, it, it was just uh, the disheartening thing to me though was how many people bought into that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, I, I try to be not negative and stay positive, <laughs> and try to look for some redeeming element <laughs> that night, but I couldn't find any. But uh, but I'm sure it was there in some. But uh, really, um, didn't Paul call those guys super apostles? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like those are the super apostle guys, right? And it was just really, it was just kind of a loud, hyper emotional type night, and uh, oh, I thought, okay, that was personality worship. Yeah, that was putting in a man in a place mm-hmm. uh, that he should not be, and so, yeah. anyways, that's an extreme example of it. But I think that uh, for your question, Liz, is mm-hmm. that's a human problem. Mm-hmm. I think that can that can happen mm-hmm. anywhere, and but uh, in some cultures, maybe it could be a little more more so mm-hmm. uh, than others. But it's everywhere. Yeah, it can yeah. be. It's, yeah, I know we've talked about this a bit with the regards to the fivefold ministry and mm-hmm. how they somehow are um, put in this exalted position, like they're other than, you know, they're mm-hmm. other than the body of Christ. They're mm-hmm. above or they're, I don't know, super holy or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, just something we we feel like the Lord is really trying to set and bring back into correct um, understanding in mm-hmm. the body of Christ is what the fivefold ministry really is. What's it? What they're for? What their jobs are? Um, their assignments? Um, and I know we've talked about this, especially with apostles. There seems to be so much understand, so much misunderstanding, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. so much. Um, I don't know. Just it's mm-hmm. a it's turned into a really strange thing, and it's interesting. You know, you were saying because I know there was like an apostolic movement that kind of Started tried to happen early, and yeah. <laughs> and kind of went sideways from what I've heard, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. seems like the Lord is really, he's act, like revisiting it. Like, okay, let's, let's do it again, but let's get it, let's get it right this time. Let's actually um, put this in the correct perspective, put this into correct place. You know what, when, whenever God is establishing a gift that's been lost and it, it seems it's not God, but man you, takes it into excess mm-hmm. and it gets mm-hmm. really messy. Mm-hmm. And so it does. I think the Holy Spirit revisits that. And and begins to stabilize that uh, more so, kind of like in the '80s and uh, when you know the prophets was come right. forth. It was a valid move of God, but uh, man, it got messy. 
And yeah. uh, and the, it didn't it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of prophets of the house, right? Uh, but there was kind of mercenary type things. Uh, but now today's prophet is they're more stabilized in houses, yeah. uh, in in in, yeah. in local ministries, and they still do their things. So I think it's much healthier today. Same thing with apostles, mm-hmm. um, which was in the '90s, I guess you would say, or later '90s. Mm-hmm was emphasized, and uh, then everybody was an apostle, all right? And uh, had more apostles yeah. than Jesus had. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah. And uh, so, but if you look at uh, apostles back in the early day of the church, you wouldn't nobody signing up for that. Uh, right. Yeah, because that it meant... short term. It gig. meant persecution. Yeah. It meant getting whipped. It meant... Uh, Getting stoned, it get because there's two words that in the New Testament that Jesus brought that had no religious connotation mm-hmm. whatsoever. Right. Uh, uh, the first would I would just say church, mm-hmm. ecclesia. That had we only know it in a religious right. context, right. but that was a, of course, as you know, a legislative body of people right. that was called out of a greater group of people to govern things in the yeah. gates of cities and yeah. policies and so on and so forth. So that was like another government. Mm. And so that's one of the reasons that they got persecuted. But then apostles that mm-hmm. uh, predated the Syrophoenicians about 800 years, it first meant admiral of a wardship, right. and then it came to mean uh, a general of an army. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, they think, okay, a military commander. Well, that's one of the reasons that they got so persecuted, mm. and uh, so on and so forth. So, yeah, it wasn't a, a, a card of notoriety and popularity that you wanted in that day. Yeah, because I only drew drew attack. So, anyways, I think the Lord's cleaning it up, and we're getting into a better place, a healthier place. Very good. And at the end of the day, everybody needs to be humble. <laughs> Especially fivefold office ministry gifts. You think? <laughs> and just realize that uh, only God is God, and realize the one that called them is also the one that can take them to the woodshed That's and right. and discipline. So it's important just to just to stay humble, uh, and the same standard for all believers. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know that's something I was discussing with our um, our Spirit School of Ministry class the other night. We were t- touching on fivefold ministry, and um, we were talking about prophetic. But you know, as uh, it came to me, I was like, you know, everyone views the fivefold ministers, you know, as like the VIP players, when in reality they're the coaches, right? They're the ones that are, that are equipping, that are training, and then send, you know, like, hey, go mm-hmm. go preparing them for the work of the ministry, not the ones out doing all of the you know, the star moves. And, um, and I love that. I love that the Lord, um, just takes something that, that people try to make it something mm-hmm. weird and some exalting thing. And he's like, let's just bring it back into, you know, let's flip it back over. <laughs> let's make the top, the bottom, the way it should have been. Cause mm-hmm. the bottom on the top is just going to crush and oppress and, and all of that. But it just, it brings people into such, um, liberty also i think when yeah. it's it takes away the the striving it takes away the competition it takes away the hierarchy and the weird power things and it really brings the body of christ back into this place um where submission and surrender brings freedom 
You know, mm. it brings peace. It brings anointing. And it's like that place. And um, if we can get past our our worldly mindsets of how it means to operate in a in a you know a corporate setting, if we can get p- out of that and get back into the way that God designed it to be, I think people really come into a place of security. They come into a place of um, confidence because it's not about their earning. It's just about you know um, humbly accepting the call of God on their life, wherever mm-hmm. that is. It takes away um, comparison. It takes away envy. You know, that just brings things when you're walking in the order of God, there is, um, it's like a satisfaction. There's a, uh, just a wholeness. I think that happens in that spot. That's so missing, you know, I think it's a a real challenge for, especially for people who are called into some form of the fivefold ministry leadership, those kinds of things, because I mean, Jesus ran into that with his guys, right? You know, who's going to, I want to be the best. Remember, I'm going to go get my mom, and she's going to tell you that I'm the best. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like he's like, uh, this is not supposed to be this way among you guys because I'm trying to train you to actually build my church, you know, for my coming and build them into the likeness and image of me, not yeah. whatever you got going there. Uh, you know, who's going to be you know the doggy dog world and who's going to be on top? And yeah. it's just the uh, it's amazing some of the basic fundamentals that Jesus like just. I mean, it was, it's black and white. He's like, this is not, it shouldn't be so among you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, here it is. <laughs> you know, I love the last leadership lesson that he taught them hmm. in John 13. Come in. It's the night of the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, in that time, they didn't have the shoes like we've got. They had mm-hmm. more like sandals, and everything was dusty and dirty. There was no concrete. And so... Uh, uh, you come into a house, the lowest servant of that house, their job was to wash the feet. Well, nobody was there at the door meeting them. So they all come in, and uh, they all knew the custom of the culture, which everybody practiced, and so they all sat down, and you know, and nobody's feet is clean. Mm-hmm. And so then at a certain point, Jesus got up, girded himself with the towel, and took a basin of water and began to wash the feet. And, of course, we that for sure was intentional. Yeah. But that was his heart. Yeah. You know, Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to mm-hmm. serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. And so he began to wash uh, the feet. And so, you know, at first nobody's protesting. And so until they come to Peter... You know, <laughs> Peter would think out loud, yeah. you know, but you never had to wonder where he's coming from. Right. <laughs> and uh, so he said, oh, Lord, no, 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 no. This this is out of order. No, it's, it's, I should be doing this. And yeah. But Jesus said, if you don't receive this from me, then you can't be a part of this. Mm. If you don't embrace this humility and servitude, and not servitude, but serving, um, uh, and so then Peter, of course, was just just <laughs> give me a shower, all right? Just just wash all of me. <laughs> and, to turn uh, it into an event. <laughs> yeah, but but I love that. That was the, like the last lesson, and that was to his apostles. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was to, and he said, "Yeah, don't leave this, or or, or you're not going to be able to be a, really a part of this if you yeah. if you do." So. To underscore your guys' points, yeah, that's uh, um, that's important. It's important to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to do this series, uh, or well, not a series. I did it in our old building. 
Had a, had a lot of young people that was aspiring to the call of God. Yeah. And uh, everybody was called to preach and wanted to preach and would preach. All right, so <laughs> so I'd done this message called, uh, or basically the emphasis ended up being uh, that God first gives you a broom before he gives you a microphone. Come on. So good. And so the broom meant serving and, and uh, you know, it, all that that represented, and then the microphone. That doesn't mean everybody's called to a microphone, but we're all called to share uh, about, the, about the gospel. Mm -hmm. But it represented your promotion, your destiny, coming into your gift, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then I, we ended up, I had a, a, a mic stand made out of a broom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I kept that right on the platform for several, several years. That. I love it. And they all knew what that meant. Yeah, yeah. that's a good place to go. Yeah. That's, that's a really good place to go. That'll get you focused, huh? I'll I probably your, need to revisit get your, that. Get your feet down on the ground. <laughs> that message. But, uh, Except for my, wor my worship leaders. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Us on worship is serving, right? That's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, when we ordain somebody here at Word of Life, we give them a towel. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and many times, uh, I like that. Yeah, many times, myself included, our, you know, our pastors will give you a, a little, a little, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a little figurine or something you put on your desk, and it's uh, the Lord washing the feet of his, his guys, mm -hmm. to get you know, so you'll remember, you know, this is what this is what you do. And I, for me, I also believe in sonship, mm -hmm. and I believe that a true son serves so willingly uh, and affectionately in his house. Mm -hmm. Because of the love of the father and for the and the care for his uh, for the father's stuff, just like I believe Jesus was actually doing in that story you just mentioned, it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where he's he's caring for this is the this is his church. This is it's it's coming from here, yeah. and he's showing them exactly how this is done. And and uh, and if you don't have that care, then you actually don't carry the heart of the father. You're not really a son. You're not because in the sons, how you know a, a son in the house doesn't have to be, you know, always as they mature doesn't have to be told, hey, that needs to get done and that needs to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. You take care of it for your father, you know, mm -hmm. because That's it's good. you've matured. When you're a little baby, like you were saying earlier, you you know everything's done for you, or you have to be forced to do it as you're maybe a teenager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but past that, they they want to do it for you. I know. I mean, I I love that because the natural. Uh, implications of it work the same. I, I know that with my sons, you know, they, my son will, he'll say, Hey, I see that you need this. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I, and when he does that for me, it, it's a, such a, a respect and an honor. And there's so much love there. And I feel like it's the heart of the father, which is a very interesting thing. Here's my son speaking to me, mm -hmm. but I'm experiencing the heart of the father, his care. Yeah. And so much of, you know, like you say, get the broom. Mm -hmm. And just start <laughs> start sweeping. I love that. You know, I, I think a discipleship is important to keep in mind that uh, we're not, you know, you know, we'll use the language, uh, you know, this is my disciple and this and that. Mm -hmm. uh, I I say this is somebody that I'm discipling, but I, I'm not making no disciples of less bowling, but disciples right. of Christ. Yes. No. I'm discipling somebody to follow, follow somebody other than me. Right. Because I'm temporal, mm -hmm. you know. I'm, I'm here for a moment. I'm a vapor, <laughs> mm -hmm. a puff of smoke. Right. Uh, so, 
if everything is about following me, what happens when I take my last breath? That's right. Mm -hmm. But if they're following Christ, they will continue mm -hmm. to follow Christ. So, so good. it's yeah. important That's to keep good. that. Uh, keep that. I try to keep that in mind. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, so it's a, it's a it's a healthy place. Let me say this: uh, I think in today's discipleship, an aspect I would say, um, in in the context of where we're at, um, it's hard to disciple broken people uh, that are in need of healing. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the discipleship will facilitate some healing, uh, but. Uh, you know, in pastors' groups and different things, for the last few years, pandemic, post-pandemic, um, I think things are a little better now. But I'm saying, you know, the, this is not a time, fellas, to run forth with a lot of vision. Uh, yeah, people are hurting. People have lost people to, to COVID. People's economics has got turned upside down. People need healing. And so we have to learn how to be valley walkers uh, in this. And they don't have the energy to run with vision. Don't throw the vision away. You keep it. But right now, I think this, there's a time to, workers, a time to rest, Ecclesiastes 3, time of war, time of peace. Uh, this is a time of healing, that people need the oil poured into them uh, uh, right now. So knowing how to... I guess you would say walk with people through uh, trauma, grief, uh, and mental wellness. And that, that's part of us. We're a tripart being, spirit, soul, and body. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it's uh, when people are really damaged uh, in their mind and their emotions, and right. uh, most of them are, uh, are suffering silently, meaning they're afraid to share it. Right, you know, because there's supposed to be something else in Christ, and pray through at the altar. Yep, pray through for sure. But mm -hmm. there's parts of our life that need healing. Like if we have a uh, some kind of issue in our physical man, well, we go to the doctor for that mm -hmm. and uh, get healing, get healing from that. So um, we just done a thing called uh, Lifeline to Hope. Uh, I didn't run it, but somebody in our church mm -hmm. did. Uh, so it was a, like an 11-week course of walking with people through grief, trauma, mental wellness, mm. not trying to be a sadopsychologist, mm. <laughs> but be valley walkers right. and under, kind of walk with people. And uh, don't leave a minute, but know how to walk with people and minister to them uh, uh, through it. We don't have to have all the answers. Uh, matter of fact, the deeper the trauma, the deeper the pain, the fewer words that is necessary. What's needed is the ministry of presence. Mm -hmm. We just need that. to be there and love people and walk with them. And remember, it may take a minute for them to get through this. So be impatient in that. So in, in the context of discipleship, I understand there's time. Okay, right. let's put our boots on. Right. Right. <laughs> let's strap up and let's go. But... We have to. I think we have to discern where people are That's at, good. and timing is more important than time in that kind of situation. If there's a time it needs to be healed, and you're trying to force them forward to run mm -hmm. with vision, well, you're just creating shame and guilt on them because they can't. Right. Mm. Yeah, they're broke, and so they need to be healed. 
but eventually we we need healing. And so uh, I tell people when they hit into a stage like that, rest, restoration, and then reactivation. Mm-hmm. But take a time of rest and receive. Just be poured into. Yeah. Restoration. God begins to pull out things and to restore things and heal things up. But then there does come a point of reactivation. And then there's even healing that will happen in that. We begin to mm-hmm. serve somebody else in, in their hurt. You know, Apostle, I don't believe that that's, you're off on a tangent. I believe that you're actually speaking to someone right now, uh, actually in many ways prophetically out there. Um, and uh, I hope that people are hearing that because um, they need to find a place, a house of God uh, with shepherds that care, that tend. Um, that is so uh, essential during this time, like you said. And I, I think of that, you know, in the Psalms, David talks and he says, uh, you know, my soul waits silently, you know, for you and it's alone. There's this and that whole thing that we've come through as a, as a world recently mm-hmm. has put so many people in isolation and uh, alone. Like they, they're suffering that pain, that mm-hmm. that uh, fear, that uh, everything about their, their life got turned upside down, like you said, on economic levels, on spiritual levels, mm-hmm. on, you know, things where they had hopes, like God would come through in this, and then from their point, uh, point of view, he didn't. Uh, they may not have the right point of view, but you can't convince a person that's in that point of view to just change just because you say it, but you actually have to walk with them a mm-hmm. bit, like you say, through that valley. And I so love that heart. And like I said, I feel like from Holy Spirit that you're actually speaking to some some people who will be listening to this podcast and just they have to hear that so that they will uh, find a place to you know, try to you know, get themselves out of that isolation enough to find a place, to find the Father's heart, to to just um, get the healing they need. Mm-hmm. And it's not a place of shame. It's not a place of weakness because God will God will bring them out in His time, and mm-hmm. and uh, but they need to be covered there. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just want to yeah, just talk directly to. Um, it's not you know, pa- Apostle Les mentioned suffering in silence and. Um, I'm just going to tell you, like, it's time to stop suffering in silence. It's time to come out and actually bring it to somebody that can care for you because there is healing. That's the good news. Like there is healing Mm -hmm. available to you. It is not a permanent condition. It is not a place you have to stay in for the rest of your life. There is healing. There is restoration. There is reactivation and even promises that seem like they were delayed or even, um, seem impossible. Mm -hmm. The Lord is, is faithful. Mm -hmm. He's faithful. And so, um, yeah, I, I really, I, I bear witness. I agree yeah. that I think that there are some specific people that are listening that it's, this is your, this is your message you've been waiting for. <laughs> this is the, this is the time for you to come out of that place and trust the Lord again and trust people again and be willing to just take that step. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just want to encourage anybody that's looking on out there that, uh, uh, everybody gets hurt. Not everybody gets healed, but everybody yeah. can be healed. Yeah. And God wants to heal everybody. So everybody gets offended. Everybody gets everything. Uh, so I just want to encourage you. Um, what you're going through is not the end of the journey. Right. All right. There is anything that you go through. 
whatever season, if it's the most difficult season in your life, it's not the only season in your life. Just remember, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Just keep on walking. And don't try to, there's certain things that, listen, we, that we have to, what I call team tackle. Mm-hmm. And if you're out there and you, there's an area of your life you're just not getting past and it keeps dismantling you mm-hmm. or tripping you up or you're still hurting. We had in high school, this on, in our high school football team, we had this one fullback. He was like really overgrown. Uh, but high school age, and he was fast, strong, and he was too much for everybody. I'd never seen one or even two people tackle him. It usually took three to five people to bring him down. Mm -hmm. Some things can be so strong in our life, uh, it takes, we have to team tackle it and get those around us that love us, that maybe understand the nature of this kind of challenge, and together we can overcome and so there is a redemptive team for you. There's people that love you. Yeah. And uh, uh, the people that will walk with you and cover you, do not try to do this alone. Reach out. Uh, we discern some things, but not everything. And so reach out. You let people know that you're in, that you're in pain or, or you're having a, having a struggle because everybody has a tolerance level of pain. They can tolerate pain to a certain level. And that's different with different people. But when it goes beyond that level, and they begin to check out and begin to go to the cisterns of the world to find relief uh, for the pain that they're experiencing, don't let it get to that point. Uh, even if it's got to that point, let's come back to the main point. And let's, let's, let's get surrounded with God's people uh, that can heal, uh, help uh, pour in the oil. And so I just want you to know this. God is with you. He's not forsaken you. He's not uh, disappointed in you. He's ahead of you working things out. And he's with you walking things out. You are not alone. You can come through this. You will come through this. You will come out of this. You will be healed. You will be restored. You will be happy again. You will experience joy again. You will run again. And I want to encourage you. Don't lay down to it. Rest. Adjust your pace. But just know this. As we go through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of a dog can't bite me. <laughs> All right? So, But understand the danger's close. If there's a shadow, just keep on going. God is with you. He's a valley walk. He's the lily of the valley. He will walk with you through this. He'll bring you out of this on the other side, and you are going to be healed. And I just sense that there's people that have so failed in the areas of relationship, so failed in the areas of temptation, or have been so traumatized by certain things. Maybe they've had things said about them, character assassination, or uh, maybe experience really deep uh, rejection. But I just want you to know this, that God is going to heal you. He's going to take care of you. You're going to be healed. And don't be ashamed. Only God is God. We all have struggles. No matter how deep, mysterious, and holy anybody may seem to be around you, just know this, they struggle in, in an area of their life like you struggle in the area of your life. Mm-hmm. You will 
be healed. Amen. You are coming out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, Wow. Yeah, there we go. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's where our podcasts go because, you know, we care about folks. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have that, I don't know what you have. Um, I love that, uh, and that was a prophetic word over you out there. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope you hear it. You should listen to it again. Um, wow, I don't even know where we go from here. <laughs> Can I just mention this? this yeah. I, I was doing this uh, years ago. There's uh, messages on restoration. And uh, General Patton of World War II was one of our probably our most fierce generals. Mm -hmm. and, he, and somebody asked him, said, uh, General Patton, who were your most fierce productive soldiers and he, without hesitation he said it was those that was almost mortally wounded they were almost taken out completely they almost died they were really damaged he said we would get them to sick bay and they would go through the process and get healed up get medical attention get the operations whatever and they could decide to step out. He said, but those that decided to get back in mm. the conflict and wow. the battle, he said, they were my most fierce warriors. Mm. He said, they no longer had the fear of death and they had the eye of the tiger. Yeah. And they could go for it. So just basically is this. Uh, uh, what the enemy stole to have to be restored sevenfold <laughs> mm -hmm. and just just determine within yourself mm -hmm. yes I'm hurting I can't fight I'm too weak I'm not strong enough but God will heal you up and bring you right back in at the appropriate yeah. time and your greatest productivity will be in your restored state that's yeah. right that's yeah. right wow man <laughs> I love the story about Patton, and I love that I really, and, and he was, he, uh, I know, uh, actually, I think it's even in a movie that they made, certainly in the book, and how he, uh, like, he understood, he reminds me of the centurion, like, he understands God, he understands order and how it works, and he, you know, I think he ordered a chaplain to come up with a prayer, oh, yeah, right, so, because uh -huh. the, the cloud, you know, there were cloud cover and they couldn't get the bombers in and he was going to go in next with his guys and you know it's not so good when they're not softened up <laughs> you know the enemy's not softened mm -hmm. up and uh so he he ordered a chaplain to write a prayer and then had everybody pray it everybody <laughs> under his command mm -hmm. and uh lo and behold you know i mean the chaplain came to him and said like what what am i doing here you know and he goes well i'm you know you're a chaplain so you pray Right, so write me a prayer, <laughs> and he did. And uh, lo and behold, the uh, clouds cleared the next day, and they went in and were able to overcome. And with that, I think it's a good idea for us to leave this podcast with prayer for those folks. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. now they've heard the word of the Lord. I believe that uh, Apostle was actually speaking the word of the Lord. Yeah. But um, let's just agree with them and let's end it like that. Because how better than talking to Father, huh? Would you like to pray? Or would you like to pray? Or would yeah. everybody like Liz, to pray? Liz, I, <laughs> okay. I prefer to you. <laughs> refer to you. So you pray and then we'll, we will follow up. She's pretty right. close to God. Yes. <laughs> she is, for she sure. Is, actually. For sure. Mm. Father, we are just so grateful to you. Mm. 
Lord, you're so good. You're so personal. Mm. The way that you speak to us is just exactly the way we need to hear it. And yeah. uh, I thank you right now for those that are listening. I thank you for those that are watching. I thank you that, that you are softening their hearts and you're opening their ears to hear you and uh, putting courage in their souls to take that step. And so, Father, we ask that you would keep them. We ask that you would keep their feet as they walk into that next place of trust, as they walk into the place of vulnerability, of believing again, of believing for things that maybe were lost. And, Lord, we just thank you, God, for this opportune time for them. Father, we ask that you would bring them to a place uh, where they can be cared for and they can be shepherded oh, and their yes. souls can be healed and restored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you that you are the healer. And even when things have died, you are the mm. resurrector, God. And so we believe you for that. We trust you for it. And our hope is in you, God. I thank you that you are restoring hope. Mm. You're restoring hope. Yes, God. You're restoring hope to lives, God. And so we thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you that what you began, you will finish. You that you don't yes. start something without completing it, God. And that you give us everything that we need to walk in godliness, mm -hmm. Lord. And so mm -hmm. I thank you, God, for your provision for them. Mm -hmm. I thank you for their, your grace in their life. I thank you for your healing power and your restorative power, your regeneration in their lives, God. And we thank you, Lord, that you are bringing them into a place that is already prepared for them. And you've gone before them, that you guard them from behind, and you walk with them. And so we bless them mm. today in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless them with every good blessing. We thank you, Lord, for visiting them. We thank you for speaking to them. Thank and you, we Lord. thank you, Holy Spirit, that you mm. are guiding them, that you are leading yeah. them into all truth, mm. that you're right there with them, and that you are giving them everything mm. that they need right now as they just open their hearts in faith to you. So thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you so much for Apostle Les. Yes. Thank you for uh, Pastor Sheila. Thank you for the work of their hands. Mm -hmm. thank we you, bless Father. them today, God, yes, and all Lord that are Jesus. with them, all that labor with them. We thank you, thank Lord, you, for God. favor upon them. We thank you thank that you, you bless Father. the ground, that it produces what it's meant to produce. Mm -hmm. And so we just thank you, God, so much for your goodness. We love you, Lord. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I just want you all to know it's been a joy. <laughs> to be seated between two champions right here at the Word of Life. <laughs> yeah, you guys are uh, you're all stars, there's no no doubt about it. I thank God for you guys and your heart. And so it's been an honor to be here with you today. Well we want to thank you for taking the time to be with us and obviously people joining us. We thank you and we hope that uh this has been a blessing to your life as it has been to ours. Apostle Les, thank you so much. Uh, you know, we sense the anointing of the Lord on you and, and God's heart coming through you. And mm -hmm. um, this is what it's really all about. So with that, we're going to say goodbye to everyone today and uh, join us next time. God bless you all. God bless. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, go to spiritschoolofministry.com.